0: all right all right all right here we are in january doing some comic book films because it's my birthday month and i chose to do comic book movies i have never seen before and neither of us have seen it well anyways i'm scott (laughs) and that's joe and we're just another movie night and this is talking trash talking trash talking trash indeed about (laughs) comic book films Now it's garbage.
1: Just another movie night.
0: Today we found... Since we're on a we're on a roll, I figured we had to watch something a little better because we've been watching some real throwaway shit. Yeah. Literally four <laughs> films that the world tried to hide. And now I figured let's get to a movie that maybe should, you know, is decent.
1: Well, the world didn't try to hide this one.
0: <laughs> well, I think it does now because in all honesty, I forgot this movie existed.
1: You know, I actually did too. I really did. I I just kind of blocked it out. So yeah. we are discussing today Men in Black International.
0: International.
1: It's with Chris Hemsworth.
0: What year did this come out?
1: Tessa Thompson from 2019.
0: That's crazy, right?
1: And we forgot about it already.
0: Yeah, I completely forgot this movie existed.
1: It took me 20 years to find you. How many people can say that? You are the best kept secret in the universe and I found you which makes me perfect for this job You really think a black suit Is going to solve all your problems mm, No, but looks damn good on you oh, snap! Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap! We oh, snap. are a rumor recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. Time to prove yourself, Agent M. We may have a problem in London. Welcome to MIB. Moving losing You will be with Agent H. One of the best ever to wear this suit. catching up on my daily meditation. Time for lunch, I think. you hungry?
0: It's 9.30.
1: Perfect. Tuesday's taco day. We've been compromised. It puts every citizen of this planet at risk.
0: Five-view mirror. Have fun with
1: it. We are the Men in Black.
0: When I was writing down movies we had never seen for comic books, this one popped up and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that thing.
1: That exists. And this is a comic book movie because Men in Black is a comic book.
0: Yeah, so Men in Black it was a comic book that was published under um, a company called... Aerosol.
1: Okay, you're fooling me on this because I didn't know.
0: Aerosol was a company that went under pretty quick. It got bought up by another comic book company named Malibu Comics. Mm -hmm. And Malibu Comics was bought out by Marvel. Oh. And as these companies do, what happens is these companies would buy comic book companies and shelf them. So it was basically like making sure no companies were there... um, Rivals. They were trying to kill rivals off. And in the 90s, companies were popping up like crazy to make comic books. And they were being killed very quickly. There were so many comic books at the time in the 90s. There was a boom, especially around the area of time when Superman died and Batman had his back broken. Mm -hmm. All these comic book companies started popping up and trying to be rivals to each other. And only a handful s- survived. Of course, your big two and uh, Dark Horse, stuff like that, yeah. really always kind of stayed around. But so many of these little companies were just being gulp- like, gulped up. Mm-hmm. And Men of Black is one of those bizarre comic books that was extremely adult, very R-rated. And somehow it was acquired to be in a movie and it's odd, like to even say that they needed to make this based off of the comic. Like, they use small details in the Will Smith, uh, Tommy Lee Jones movies. They use small details, but uh, they changed a lot. So really, they didn't necessarily need to, you know, keep that idea. Yeah. But I guess uh, they had to, and it says it actually says before it based off the Malibu comics. Okay. So. Okay. So what's. What's interesting here is this is, I believe, the fifth movie of this franchise.
1: I don't even remember part three and four.
0: And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is part four because I, I can barely remember the Will Smith films. Um,
1: well, he. I know God. one of
0: them, I think it was the last one with Will Smith, they time traveled. And uh, Josh Brolin took over for Tommy Jones' role, basically. Because you went in the past. Okay. And that was either three or four.
1: Okay. So I'm looking this up so we know. Okay. Well, we know that um, there's Men in Black 97, Men in Black 2002. That's part two. Men in Black 3 was 2012. And then this one. Okay. So, so that's this is the fourth one. in the fourth franchise. One.
0: Yeah. I remember that horrible sequel where Johnny Knoxville is an alien. Oof.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Johnny Knoxville is an alien.
0: That's true. He but, could he could be.
1: But we love Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> All right.
0: Let's look, look. Before we start talking about this film, let's just talk about Men in Black in general. Because I guess this would be considered a hot take. But I'm not a huge fan
1: of this franchise. You've never been. Nope. You've been very vocal about your well, um To you. Yeah, to me, about your, you know, not really appreciating this franchise. I thought the first one was fun.
0: Yeah, it, the best thing about the franchise to me, now, I absolutely love Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I, I think he brings a very, like, he's just got such a great presence on screen that he's like a boss, and he just really delivers that cold demeanor in the movie, mm-hmm. and it made it interesting. Also, Barry Sonnenfeld, he really balances humor and action kind of well in those movies, and... The best thing to me was practical effects. Yeah. There was a lot of amazing practical effects in the original couple. Although there was some CG that I don't think stood the test of time very well. There are some amazing practical effects. My favorite thing about the first movie is Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Oh, yeah. He's so
0: good in it. He's playing an alien whose skin's falling off and he's pulling it. He's Mm -hmm. actually a big cockroach monster underneath. Yeah. It's very creative. And Vincent D'Onofrio's performance is actually quite good.
1: Yeah, it's actually gross and yeah. in, 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 in a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big fan of these movie franchises where the action hero is perfect. I yeah. don't, I'm not a big fan of it. You
1: want to see them get, you know, at least slapped around a bit and, you yeah. know, their suit get dirty.
0: And, and I always say that the reason that Die Hard is such a beloved action movie. And the reason that everybody should look at it as the template to make an action film is he's a real guy.
1: Yeah, and he gets hurt and he has real he problems. He's
0: effed up. He's got to be carried out at the end by his wife.
1: Yeah.
0: He. It's a great film. Although the situations that he's in and the fights that he survives are insane and crazy. That's where the movie element is. Mm-hmm. He's just is so relatable and feels like a, gener- like a real genuine character. Also, I would say Lethal Weapon, the first couple, same thing with Die Hard. As they got on, they became superheroes. Right, yeah. Uh, I like it when these characters felt real, and they, they could be killed. They could yeah. be hurt. Now, the, the mid the late 90s, the 2000s, huge problem. Now, people like to blame superhero films, but these movies, these action films, all have this problem. Where the actors involved are very self-absorbed. And they do not want to look like they get beat. and right, yeah. that we've talked about that previous with Vin Diesel. It's big with The Rock. Uh, Will Smith. Heavily. Oh, this is something well, that's bothered me about Will Smith for a very long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this, in, in the original Men in Black, well, this is what, I, I like that movie. I thought it was fun. And, it, you know, that was like before the slap heard around the world. <laughs> you know yeah. but he was yeah. likable back then and i i really thought that movie was fun especially because yeah. vincent D'Onofrio and stuff but i get what you're saying because you could tell like you know they'll get a little slap but their suit won't even get dirty you know yeah. it's like okay you know it's like these in the women in these movies not specifically in men in black but in these action movies in general like they you know get slapped around they still have full makeup on their lipstick is perfect their hair is perfect they don't have a speck of dust on them it's like okay come on can we take it to the john McClane level and make make it more realistic yeah so i get what you're saying
0: yeah and, and i think that will smith in particular there's an ego there there's always like that joke where i make this look good mm-hmm. or he actually look, says that I, yeah he does of course mm-hmm. and I, I i personally don't like it I've never liked it. And I think it ruins characters. And I think it's really ruined the action star.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, You think back to all these action stars. Like, sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger also kind of, like, came out unscathed a lot of the time. But if you watch, like, The Predator, at the end of The Predator, Mm -hmm. he's...
1: Oh, he's fucked up. He's
0: almost, like, completely shell-shocked. Yeah. Uh, And and rightfully so. Uh, Rambo, he comes out completely effed up Mm -hmm. at the end. And he hobbles away, and it's great. That, that that's a that's that's how it should be, right. and this is exactly that problem to me. This new movie, um, I can see why nobody talks about this. I can see why it was completely forgotten by us. It is perfectly summed up by saying dull.
1: Yeah, I mean, this movie did come come through, and like it blew in and blew out like instantaneously. Like nobody even was talking about it or even went to see it in the theater that we know. Yeah. So we kind of just like threw it to the wayside and we're like, okay, well, we're not going to go see this in a the theater. We'll just wait till streaming or something. And then we just forgot about it.
0: Yeah, what I do recall is that this was a financial failure. Uh, I know this was like a bomb. Now, what's really interesting here, and I brought all that stuff about the action hero. And what I said is like, this is dull. And it has that problem of that action star, mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Yep. Chris Hemsworth is, it's so odd. He's likable because he's a good looking dude and he's funny. But the problem is every single movie is this character. Mm-hmm. He's handsome, and he won't stop telling you. And every character in the movie has to mention it or basically yeah, tell you. It's like
1: Ryan Reynolds. Annoying, like you know, like okay, Ryan we get Reynolds it.
0: also has that problem yeah. too. Ryan Reynolds is also doing that heavily. I mean, that's why Deadpool kind of works a little bit because he is scarred, but he's still like the best.
1: Yeah, but he also is a smartass, you know, and he's funny, and he makes. But then every role is that. Yeah,
0: you know, and and in Hemsworth. This is Thor. Mm-hmm. This, this, I could tell you, you couldn't tell me. If you put Thor's character side by side with this character, I couldn't tell you the difference. The only difference is one's a god. This one seems to be a god, too. He could do anything. Well,
1: in in the recent Thor movies, Thor has turned into a mimbo. And That's I don't felt. feel like in this movie Chris Hemsworth was a mimbo. I think he, he was a little bit more on the, you know... Straight and narrow, but I still, I still get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we, let's, uh, let's start talking about the film. And because I know while we we're watching it, I had a lot of things to say. There's one thing in particular that really bothers me. But, uh, yeah, let's just get into the plot since this is talking trash. And well, that's let's, what we do. Um,
1: mention the director real quick, F. Gary Gray. Mm-hmm.
0: He's done some stuff we've seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sit out of Compton, stuff like that. Yep we'll talk about him later
0: <laughs> uh so yeah this teams up again for some reason I don't know why they thought to do this but they teamed up Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth again bringing them back from their thor roles mm-hmm. and I think that's a, a a weird issue in itself because I don't know if they had the best chemistry
1: I don't it, think they really had it, chemistry it, at all
0: in thor too as well uh there's something about it. And they, for some reason, decided, well, people like them and Thor. Let's bring them together in this. And I will say that Tessa Thompson works well in, in this, I think. And I will say, since let's just, yeah, let's get into the movie, though. Because right off the bat, we start off with a really, I think, misplaced thought. The movie starts off with this weird prologue where we see Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson together as agents. Mm -hmm. And they're going to the Eiffel Tower. And right off the bat, we're establishing that the men in black need to take elevators, which is a very strange thing to set up because they have every gadget and they have a flying car. Yeah. Why they need to take an elevator constantly is baffling. And, they get out of a car, and they look up at the Eiffel Tower, and Liam Neeson says,
1: God, do I hate Paris.
0: Well, not to worry. Probably won't be around much longer. I was like, what?
1: what?
0: Why? And they go up in the elevator, and they stop a marriage proposal at the Eiffel Tower stop. you top.
1: interrupt that. I was like, oh, come on. It's
0: supposed to be funny. It's just like this really throwaway gag, I guess. They do the cardinal sin of all movies where you're, gonna see, you're about to see something very important and they skip 20 years later yeah. or 20 years in the past no, or whatever. Yeah,
1: they have to do that because movie.
0: Yeah, but they do it in a way where, first off, this opening prologue is not needed at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We didn't need to see this because what it establishes is now that we cut away from the moment where they're about to do battle, you know that they're hiding something. Yes. And so you can't really trust anything that's happened with those two characters. So you're automatically already judging them. Yeah. So that's odd because the movie doesn't want you to do that.
1: Yeah, we know something's going on at the Eiffel Tower yes, and then automatically happened. right when something is about to go down, they just cut away and then they say 20 years earlier. Yeah, earlier.
0: And this this is I said this, you know, people got <laughs> a great story is that you and me once uh, we went to see Six Sense. The Sixth Sense. Yes. And uh, during the movie, I said, I leaned over to you and I said, he's dead. Mm -hmm.
1: And you said, what?
0: That doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) And I said, they cut away when he got shot because they didn't want you to know that he was dead. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to be the twist later on and they're going to go back to it. And when it happened, you looked over at me and you said, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> ruin the entire thing
1: yeah me. I was pissed but I was i really was I was pissed
0: and I said well hey look there's one thing you should always know about a movie if they cut away from something important they're hiding something
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that is a bad sleight of hand. It's kind of weak
1: mm-hmm.
0: So what this movie needed to do was not do this opening start why would you cut from a moment of battle about the battle to cut back 20 years prior? That it doesn't even make sense because the 20 years prior character is a whole nother character. Yeah. So they had to
1: introduce Tessa Thompson to us. Yeah.
0: If anything, you start with Tessa Thompson as a little girl Uh and you set up her character, which in this movie we set up that an alien has mysteriously gotten to her house and is in her room, and the men in black have come and they're going to wipe her family.
1: Well, they they flashy thing her parents, but they didn't know that she was awake and you know upstairs looking out the window when the alien was in the house so There was this cute little furry blue alien. Oh, it
0: was like a... Yes sir the creature you saw was an
1: unlicensed tarantian from Andromeda too
0: very rare very dangerous I'm sorry what uh, tarantian ma'am No I know he looks cute now but when Trican. these things get they turn into real monsters
1: He's adorable He's you know super yeah. cute so she's like okay i'm going to help you escape out the window and so she helps him escape out the window
0: it's okay i'm your friend i'm molly go on
1: molly gablan nakshulin not nakshulin
0: yeah, the men in black don't search the house no, for some reason. No,
1: no, they don't. They're just
0: like, okay, it's a monster on that possibility with your daughter right now. We're not gonna go check Yeah,
1: we're not out. gonna go inside. We're just gonna flashy thing you.
0: And then we're gonna leave nope. until it's wreck. And
1: that's exactly what they did. It's a wreck. Yeah.
0: So she helps this creature out, and the creature tells her something, and we know right off the bat, this is all gonna come back because this is too heavily foreshadowing. What what is and I will say this Tessa Thompson part and her jumping forward and that character for that little bit of time is my favorite part of this whole film Yeah, because they do something really interesting where they show you that this girl, she has this event with an alien and it's not white from her mind, but you can never, ever unsee it.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: knows that one, an alien exists, the men in black exist, and they have this technology. Now, She grows up to be super smart, gets into technology. This shapes her, this moment in time shapes her entire character. Yep. Very interesting. And so she dedicates her life to finding the Men in Black.
1: Yeah. And she also tracks aliens and, you know, alien spottings. And, you know, she's like an alien. She becomes
0: a hacker. She hacks Mm -hmm. into the telescope. She can uh, get onto their frequency and see that aliens have shown up on Earth. Yep. So she follows them. And it's very smart and creative of how this character is like, this is why she's strong. This is why she's important. Yeah. That's good writing. And I was like, that's really interesting. Except they do some really stupid stereotypical things like she works in an office full of nerds and they're all the fat gaming nerds, like the stereotype.
1: It's, yeah. like
0: and of course, and Tessa Thompson works there. She's like beautiful. And then she's know. like in the middle of them. It's like, yeah, right. Well, my ass. I
1: mean, you could be a beautiful nerd.
0: No, I know what I'm saying is that, <laughs> can you imagine like that, how these nerds are hitting her on her every five minutes? Like, I mean,
1: that might be possible, but I mean. It's it, just it's, like the
0: stereotypes and then her in the
1: middle. It's like she's just have, she has this job so she can buy at her time so she can try and get into the men in black and see, you know, try to infiltrate them and try to get in because she wants to be one of them. And Yeah,
0: that's without a doubt a highlight. Like that make this establishes a very interesting character. Yeah. Too bad the moment that she does discover Men in Black, because she does right after this, because it, it happens very quick. Yeah. she's She instantly tracks down an alien. She goes to find it. She sees the Men in Black fighting. She intelligently is wearing a Men in Black outfit under her clothes, sneaks into their organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they instantly know, which is great. But the problem is the moment she discovers the Men in Black and she gets in there... That, that smart, interesting character that's brainy and, and and like, witty and, like, knows how to infiltrate it and has thought all this stuff out completely disappears. Yeah. And she basically becomes a, just another normal, like, another normal character that doesn't really do right. anything. Right.
1: Like, I, she just loses what's special about her.
0: Yes. She just becomes, uh, yeah. like, the eye candy character. It's it's very strange to talk well, about.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that she's the eye, eye candy, candy. It's character. It's not what I mean.
0: It's, like... I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this. Like, she just becomes um, this weird, not love interest kind of love just,
1: Like, you could see that they have kind of like an attraction to each other. But it, there's no chemistry here with her yeah. and Hemsworth at all. It's yeah, just bizarre. They act
0: like it's there.
1: They, they the try end. to force it. They try to force it. But it's not It's, it's not, not there. Not it's working. not
0: working. It's, it's odd. It, it, the character loses all the special... About her. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, <laughs> so she infiltrates it. She she meets Tessa. Um, uh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. which is great because we always like the Thompsons are meeting.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, Emma Thompson, of course, rocks the screen right off the bat. She's very funny. She's bossy. She's telling her like, they're basically like, you look good in black. Yeah. You know? And she's like, thank you. I know <laughs> I do. She, she talks her way into becoming a men in black agent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're going to be an agent of training. Which means you're on your own, figure this crap out. It's very, very bizarre. But
1: see, I think that they, that's not really what they were trying to do. I think that she hadn't had her first day of orientation yet. She was actually on her way to orientation. And if, then she met, you know, who, yeah. who she met.
0: Well, I will say this, Joe. Um, thank God we don't have three movies to establish exactly how training happens. Because this movie does not give a shit. Well, about those they just
1: ones. kind of skipped over all of those things and, yeah. you know, just put her in immediately.
0: She, she goes, she sneaks into the organization that is in the prior three because Emma Thompson is the boss in the, I think, the second and the third movies. Uh, Rip Torn was uh, originally, and he gets replaced because I think in real life he was having some problems. Prosecutors say actor Rip Torn has pleaded guilty to breaking into a Connecticut bank while drunk and armed. The star of the movies Men in Black and the Beastmaster was arrested in January after police found him inside the Litchfield Bank Corp with a loaded revolver. The 79-year-old was given a -a two-and-a-half-year suspended sentence and three years probation. He's also restricted from possessing a firearm and is subject to random drug and alcohol tests. And he got replaced by her. And so this is the same exact organization. And we've seen in that movie that orientation means that you get partnered up with somebody and they take you through the ropes. This movie says, no, you're going to go on a train and you're going to go to a whole nother place.
1: Yeah. And then we're going to send you to some orientation in the men in black offices that we don't ever see. So she kind of just like gets tossed in there.
0: She just gets tossed to London branch. Mm -hmm. And it's like a whole thing she just she doesn't even know where she's going she just automatically bumbles into a uh, train station and this is really odd because it's a real life train station that looks like it's in New York
1: yeah it looks and, like a like a but, 1980 subway
0: yeah it's all messy and then there's aliens walking around yeah so i kept questioning wait a minute what is this is this the men in black because then it shapeshifts into a special like train. like
1: a like a crazy futuristic bullet train looking yeah. thing so
0: they're suggesting that this is supposed to be a new york train and, and it it's it's undercover but there's aliens everywhere
1: yeah and then it transforms uh, seemingly around those aliens but it seems like everyone that was already on the train whether they're aliens or not Is involved in this.
0: It's so weird. Why even transform? Yeah,
1: it was like weird. Like I thought you were trying to hide. Yeah, it
0: it doesn't make sense. It's bizarre. And I will say that big problem number one: no practical effects.
1: Okay, I will say that in this movie the CG was terrible. It's
0: all over the place.
1: Oh my god, it was terrible.
0: I don't particularly like any of it CG wise. Like I feel like have some alien makeup, for fuck's sake. You don't mm-hmm. have to have every alien look like a big CG blob.
1: Yeah, I and mean. everybody does. But they all look, it's so over the top, you know? Yeah. It's like even the humans disguised as aliens.
0: I mean, like, God, the, just give me the days of one practical damn effect. Remember in Men in Black 1 where that guy's uh, body opens up?
1: Oh, my God, I love that. And
0: there's an alien inside, Orion's like, piloting. Belt. Yeah. He's, like, piloting the guy's head. And, yeah. like, Bismarck, he has to do the whole thing thing yeah oh, that's so, so cool like that effect yeah uh, i think that's one yeah that's one um so um oh that might be actually two i don't know they go to the uh, post office so that's two
1: no it, that happens in one because will smith is involved and
0: in... yeah but doesn't he uh have to go wake up tom lee jones and he, he's working in the mail place
1: yeah no but Orion, they... that whole orion's belt with the cat that happens in one in the first men in black Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, but
0: not the, the Bismarck Key scene as well.
1: Oh, no, that's not in this one. That's not in the first one, I mean.
0: Yeah, it has to be the second one. So anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. So he, yeah, it, right off the bat, no practical effects, all CG mess. And she just wanders into a whole environment and things just to happen to, they think are clever. Like, you know, she, she just like touches an alien that turns into like a hundred aliens. And everybody's like, don't touch it. And then they're just scrambling. There's no cause and effect here. No one talks to her about it. No. Nope. She just automatically meets characters, right? So Liam Neeson walks up out of nowhere. He's the head of the London branch. He walks up out of, which is weird because he's a Scottish actor.
1: <laughs> yeah. That doesn't uh, matter.
0: Well, also, um, Chris Hemsworth is also working in the London branch. And he's Australian. Australian.
1: But so it, yeah, no one seems matter. to give a
0: shit. It's very, very odd. And, and and best part is, the New York branch, Emma Thompson runs it. British. Yeah. So he, he kind of got a little uh, messy here. So it's, it's so strange. Um, Yeah. So right off the bat, we just characters are just walking up to Emma Thompson's character, which is now named M.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Molly is her name. So she's No, now... she's
1: you're Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. You said Emma. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tessa I knew I was going to get start getting MS'd Her name though. is yeah. Molly. So she's Agent M now.
0: We see like. Basically, her walking around, meeting things, and her being told oh, orientation is here. We never see orientation. We never see her learn anything. She just keeps bumbling into situations. Yeah. So she she's talking to two terribly cg characters, and Chris Hemsworth walks in in slow motion, and is a girl who's slowing him down just so she can look at him because
1: he's so goddamn she's, handsome. She's an alien that has the ability to slow time. So she purposely slows down the the walk Chris Hemsworth makes from the elevator to his office. And he's just looking and pointing, like, you know, in the handsome way that only Chris Hemsworth can do. And it's just, okay, we get it. It's like that Ryan Reynolds moment where, like, okay, we know. We get it. He's handsome. Yeah, and
0: I kept thinking, who is this for? Like, are women running out to see this movie? I don't think so. So it's like this scene is just, like... Overboard. It's
1: just, it, it is overboard, but it's meant to be like you know, ha ha type, cute, funny. You I, know, yeah, like okay, I, we get it. I, he's I get good looking. Yeah. We understand it.
0: Um, and and that that happens constantly. We actually got a scene before this, I think, where we see we just keep getting scenes of Chris Hemsworth fighting people. Like he's in a bar and he's being Chris. He's being Thor. He's just making jokes, and he's like, I'm great, I'm handsome, I'm so good. And he's trying to, like, infiltrate an organization of all CG characters. And there's a snake involved, and he, like, fights with the snake and gets bit. And, of course, the only way you can get the the antidote is this one woman has it, an alien woman with tentacles, and then he's like, I'll give you whatever you want. And, of course, the only thing that she could possibly want is to bang Chris Hemsworth. It's just like it's <laughs> so. I'll give so you the
1: antidote
0: to have sex with you. If, if, so he wakes up in the morning with you tentacles let me put on my him tentacles and
1: tentacles all over it,
0: you. It's just so. You know, I don't like the word cringeworthy. Like kids use it a lot too much now. Everything is cringeworthy. Everybody's everything's cringy. It's like sometimes jokes can be funny. Calm the fuck down. But this. Over like this I love this um double standard bullshit. Like this idea that when a woman is sexualized, it's like oh
1: terrible. Yeah, how dare but you But when Chris
0: Hemsworth walks in a room and he's sexualized for an hour and fifty minutes, it's mm-hmm. like oh it's fine.
1: Oh it's fine now, yeah. And to me
0: it's like embarrassing almost. Like, I, know. I, I I I get 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 enough. Get get away from it. Like it's just too stupid. And I get it. He is handsome. I get it. And I don't mind looking at a guy that's pretty, too. I don't care. But to make every character in this movie be like, the only thing I could possibly want is to bang that thing. Mm-mm-mm. Even Emma Thompson, <laughs> um, not Emma Thompson, uh, Tessa Thompson. Thompson sees him, uh, M, and she's like, who's that? Which is funny because they make her very asexual. Like, she's just very cut off.
1: She doesn't have emotions. She which... actually
0: tells you in the movie at yeah. one point. She actually says to him that she doesn't believe in love.
1: Yeah, she says she it. doesn't care. He about actually it. asks her, "Have you ever been in love?" And she says, "No, yeah. I don't believe in that."
0: It's it's a chemical imbalance in the brain, and it's not necessary. It's a false,
1: yeah,
0: uh, like feeling. So she feels very cut off. But the movie seems to want to suggest that she does find him attractive.
1: Well, she definitely does. You can see it by the way she looks at him. It, I I constantly kept
0: thinking to myself during the scenes. Does she find him attractive, or is she just looking at him as a possibility to advance?
1: No, I don't think she is at all. I mean, she just started. She's not even, but she's very you know? hungry.
0: She says, I want to know the way the world works.
1: Well, she just wants to figure things out, but, I mean, it doesn't hurt he, that, well, you know, he's he's handsome.
0: The character who's, like, sexualizing, the, the alien that's slowing him down and looking at him and saying, he's so dreamy. Yeah. She says, who is that? And he, well, that's, uh, I think his name's L.
1: No, his name is H.
0: H. Sorry, uh, Harry Styles, right? Uh, H. Uh, Agent H. And she's like he saved a day. Once he he actually saved a day with him and the boss.
1: Yeah, the boss is Liam Neeson. Which is and so it's
0: Paris event. It's co- yeah, the
1: opening. Paris event in the opening, but it's everyone thinks that you know yeah he's a hero. He's a yeah. hero around the office. So
0: t- so uh, um, Tessa Thompson M. M That's why I think that she's looking at him as advancement because she's staring at him. And then that's when she's like, oh, he saved the world once. I'm going to go do some homework. Yeah. So she runs off and comes up the case file and sneaks in and finds out for some, somehow she knows what case he's on.
1: Yeah. Now
0: we follow him into a room where he goes into the office, which is a big meeting between the higher men in black staff, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's a council of them and he comes in late because of the tentacle sex. And there's a guy, there's a wormy guy. I don't remember his C. His name is C. C. Yeah,
1: he's just a a, creep. He's just an idiot.
0: He hates H. He hates uh, Hemsworth. And because he's like always screwing up and he's always coming in late and he doesn't take the job seriously. And Liam Neeson's character, the boss, he's sticking up for him. And he's like, why do you always take his side? Mm -hmm. You know, you keep letting him getting away with this. You know, I get it. He saved the day once, but that's not the same guy he used to be. And that's a running thing. But some, now, somehow, M has do, is doing research and finds out that he's put on a mission to go to protect this alien prince
1: mm-hmm.
0: from another planet who's very important. And his job is to make sure he is good, to take care of him, make sure that the... Um, the um, what's that called the uh, relations like between the diplomatic us, relations yeah, between and us her, and, yeah and, their yeah. planet are good mm-hmm. and somehow m knows all of this because she makes a whole list on this alien race that he's going to meet that the guy the prince and she has all this information somehow ready and she puts it on his desk and of course he's so funny he's sleeping at his desk and he's just gonna do whatever he wants and she wakes him up, and she talks him into basically going by lying, saying that she knows a lot about that alien race. This is her first date on the job. hmm And she automatically is, like, knows everything. It's, oh, I love big guns. Like, this is a character who's, like, a brainiac. Yeah. And she just automatically embraces the insanity
1: she's never even used one of their guns before yeah and she's like so, there's a
0: whole cut scene where it's like making jokes about the little gun no i need a big gun right yeah i'm a woman yeah, i need like, a big gun. really
1: like how do you even know how to use these guns like you've yeah. never even seen them before yeah.
0: she picks up the cricket from the original men in black movies is that yeah. she, the cricket is like the strongest gun and she's like too small for me yeah yeah, and it's like, um oh, it's like one of those. Oh, like, okay, God. come
1: on. Yeah. You've never even touched these guns before. It's so stupid. Like she's silly. not even like taken aback by any of it. She kind of just like just goes right in, you know, yeah. like she just knows it all already. She's like a seasoned vet, you know? Yeah. I was like, ugh, all right, whatever. So they yeah. have to protect this um, ambassador, this alien ambassador. Well, she
0: talks him into going, though. So yeah. She tricks him. He's like, he's not tricked. You think he's tricked into it, but he's actually tricking her because he knows that she doesn't know anything about what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So they go, and it turns out it's at a club.
1: It's at a dance club for aliens. <laughs> now,
0: I guess we also need to establish that <laughs> there's funny. a a cutscene to um another country. I, I want to say it's like Pakistan. No, it's Morocco. No, it's Morocco. Uh, And a uh, guy's mopping the floor. And the lights go out, and he's told from his boss to go up and fix the fuse box, which is outside on the roof. And he gets attacked. And liquefied by two aliens that look like the universe. Mm -hmm. They're like two two universal looking aliens that look like the cosmos in their bodies. Mm -hmm. They liquefy him and turn into him. Now, both of them turn into him. But for some reason, different versions of him with different haircuts. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense. It
1: doesn't make any sense why they tried to make them look kind of similar. It's like. But so there's two guys. Yeah,
0: they had to, I guess this, the actor they're taking over some kind of. What we we guessed? We don't know. I'm guessing two twins that know how to break dance,
1: yeah, or dance in some way, yeah, yeah <laughs> or
0: like some kind of uh, fancy dancing. If you yeah. told me these are uh, Jabawokis, I would believe you.
1: Oh, uh, love the Jabawokis.
0: It's odd, and what's really cool is the two Cosmos-looking aliens are pretty neat-looking. They're kind of yeah. cool-looking.
1: Yeah, they are. They, they are. also
0: morph everything around them. Mm-hmm. They bend things. So we don't know what that's all about, but they take over this guy and they go to a, a, a like a, like, a, I don't know what it like. It's like a pawn shop type of thing, but it's in another country. It's basically like knickknacks and like old antiques. And they go in there and they threaten the guy who works at the desk and they say, we need to talk to, we need to talk to her, they say. And they liquefy a, like a lamp into a, a big spear, and they, like, threaten him. And he kicks open a thing on the floor, and the door opens up behind him, and they go in. And now they walk up, and there's a chessboard of a whole bunch of aliens are chess pieces.
1: Yeah, there's a queen, a pawn, a rook, yeah. all of the pieces. Yeah,
0: all the pieces. And but they they're t-
1: little tiny aliens that speak. Yeah,
0: and one of them <laughs> is clearly... Um, Kamal Nanjiani.
1: Yes, and he he looks like a little booger um, with a hat on.
0: State your business with the queen. We need someone to die. As clearly stated in Section 6C of the Treaty of Andromeda II, we do not kill Jababians nor participate in the murder thereof. This is non-negotiable.
1: And a little red, like, suit of armor. It's, he's, I gotta tell you, he's cute. I can't help it. Okay.
0: Well, for some reason, these two cosmic aliens who can liquefy, beam, duke all kinds of crazy things, they ask these chess pieces to murder somebody for them. Yeah. And they say, we don't do that normally. And then they mm-hmm. get kind of like, they kind of like, glow and then kamal nanjiani's character of the chessboard says or maybe we can talk about it and they cut away mm-hmm. this this is bizarre this whole thing is bizarre right because what happens next is that there uh m and h go to a nightclub to hang out with this prince alien now he's just a big fat globby special effect it, it doesn't look great and hemsworth is like messing with M to basically dance with him and he's like flirting with her yeah
1: he kind of encourages her to flirt with him he, because he you know the alien clearly likes her the she's alien pretty... get,
0: gets very like creepy with her oh.
1: Of course. <laughs> I was just trying to find the words to articulate how incredibly eye-catching you yourself are so well, far. That he is. <laughs> Emilia knows everything there is to know about your baby. Well, I wouldn't say everything. There's always more to learn. It's like a fetish. <laughs> okay, that implies something sexual, and it's definitely not. No, it is. It's always like, oh, your baby this, your baby that, your baby, your baby, your baby. Yeah, baby! <laughs> See, I knew the two of you would hit it off.
0: It's baffling because this alien also has something very important to talk about. But for some reason, he forgets about that. He needs to be really perverted until Mm -hmm. it's important, right? And so uh, basically they go sit with him and he's like telling Hemsworth, like, we, I need to tell, I need to share something with you, something important. At the same time, the two aliens who just begged another race to kill the same, it's the prince, the same guy they're talking with, Yeah, kill him. They just show up at this nightclub. And for some reason now they have a mission. To they're kill supposed this to guy. kill
1: this prince guy. Yeah.
0: They're supposed to kill him for some reason. They just start popping the lock. In.
1: It's just they just dancing
0: <laughs> They turn ju- to turn into a break into electric glow for oh. no particular reason oh. whatsoever. They're they're turbo and ozone and they just go at it <laughs> for no apparent reason.
1: Well, they have to blend in. It, I mean, come on, Scott.
0: Why? They could liquefy the
1: they could entire liquefy dance floor. Everybody, board. but they just decide they're gonna start, you know, doing some some. It, <laughs> it looks like and it looks like a full body dry heave.
0: Yeah, it's and they sped it up, and it looks like it's overdone. It's like
1: yeah, it looks like it, it looks like um, what's her face coming out of the well in in the ring?
0: Yes, it does. It does like all kinds of funny. Yeah. Haunting. So like. Well, at the same time, this guy's begging Hemsworth's character, hey. I need to share something important. You have to listen. And Hemsworth is like, I'm funny. I'm cute. Everybody loves me. Why do you want? Let's party. Let's drink.
1: Yeah. You know? and, he's and he's getting he's like, drinks and they just-
0: Yeah, I need to talk to you. And he grabs his hands and he tries to do some kind of glowing thing, but then says, Listen to me. This is serious. Oh. You're the only one that Bongos can trust. feelings mutual. <laughs> What happened to you?
1: Nothing. <laughs> what happened to you? Why are you so serious all of a sudden?
0: Relax. You're not the same person you used to be.
1: Yeah, there's something wrong with you. You've changed.
0: Yeah. At that and then Hemsworth is like, huh? And at the same time, the two pop in a lock in Turbo and Ozone, they shoot out a <laughs> glowing fly thing. Yeah. I, okay, that doesn't this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. They shoot something in the air and it goes into the th- the prince's throat. And you think, they shot him, and he's dying. Mm-hmm. He starts choking, and he's like, I don't feel so good. And they bring him outside, and they put him in a car.
1: And yeah. Hemsworth
0: is like, it's all fun. I'm a great partier. Everything's great. And M is like, something's wrong. Yeah, and so she's like,
1: she didn't want to put him in the car. She yeah, felt weird about it. Yeah,
0: she's like, something's off. Something's wrong. Something happened to him. And there's these two guys I keep seeing them in the club popping and locking. And I know they're they're not normal popping and locking.
1: Well, they're gonna be called pop and lock from now on. All
0: oh, right, turbo and ozone. Uh <laughs> so yeah, she's like, No, something's up, but she of course doesn't say anything, and Hemsworth doesn't really listen to even give a crap because he's like, uh, I'm every I, I party with him all the time. And as he's saying that that the prince drives off in his vehicle with the driver it explodes up into the air and crashes into the building.
1: Yeah, so he's upside down, hanging upside down with the car stuck literally in a building. Yeah. And he's still alive. Um, yep. but you that know, thing
0: that shot him in the throat did nothing.
1: Did nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they even did that for when They literally have the ability to liquefy everyone in the club. Yep. And make a hole in the earth. So, so
0: they walk, they're walking slow and they're beaming forward. And of course, H... Now takes it seriously and has a car next to him perfectly, which they did not bring here. They had to take a special cab in the alleyway.
1: And the car ended up like right where they are sideways, not even next to them, like going, you know, in one direction, but sideways in front of them, like as if it was a barrier blocking them from pop and lock and
0: that's true. it turned it turned it. yeah
1: and so that's why they were able so when they saw pop and lock coming towards them they were actually heading towards um the alien guy that's upside down in the car they want him out of the picture so yeah. they're walking towards him and hemsworth you know uses the car as a shield
0: well, he also. It turns out that this car is just an arsenal box because every mm-hmm. single part of it is a gun.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a James Bond car. So it's got like the rear view mirror, the side view mirrors, all that stuff. They all have guns in yeah, the and in parts.
0: Each part of the car is a more important gun, a more stronger gun, which is
1: just yeah. silly. So they and- take a, like little parts of the car, and they keep trying to shoot at these at Pop and Lock because they they're coming for the guy to stop him, and None of this stuff works. None no. of their guns work on them. Like any, every single car part has been taken off. That's a gun, and they cannot kill these guys. Yeah. And this is Men in Black weapons, and they can't kill these guys. So he sends um, Agent M over to finally. the upside down alien in the car. Like, oh my God, you go check on him. Is, is he okay? Is...
0: Yeah. They sent she. He basically finally says it after they're close. Like you think yeah. they're far away.
1: Yeah, so when they get closer, now's a good time to go check on him. Yeah. They're just gonna, you know, shoot at her or whatever they're gonna do. Kill her. She's like right there in front of them.
0: Yeah, and they don't she has a whole conversation with the alien hanging upside down. He yeah. he basically says, I don't trust H anymore. He's different. I let me touch your hands and see if I trust you. He touches her hands. He says, I can trust you. He gives her a glowing uh, everlasting gobstopper an, a purple <laughs> everlasting gobstopper
1: and says this exactly. is important
0: keep it safe it'll protect you don't share it with anybody else yeah. and he dies and he, she's standing here while two galaxy crazy aliens are coming toward them
1: yeah like she has all the time in the world and these guys are terrifying
0: yeah they're melting things they're yeah. blowing things apart they're they're super powerful and all the men in black show up, and those two aliens disappear. Yep. And they're like, well, what happened? You and, of course, C's the first one on the, the scene, and he's like, you screwed up again. Look what you did. The, all you had to do was hang out with this prince, and now he's dead. And Hemsworth is like, he was my friend, my good friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And C's like, oh, yeah, and he's dead now. Yeah, like, C's like. like what a dick.
1: He's just a dick. He he's, he's that classic character that they throw into these kind of movies. Yeah to kind of like, you know, a save off the hair, the, the hero, you know, like I'm just going to be the bane of your existence. Yeah. I'm just going to hate you so much that I just ruin your life just because I'm so jealous of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Why does everybody like you? Yeah. yeah
0: like, that's me. That would be me in this movie. If like I was James in it. like
1: Spader in every movie.
0: Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Um. So yeah, they, they go back to uh, the base and now, M is hiding the fact that she was given this thing, and she tells them he didn't say anything to her before he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, what aliens? And now M is like, oh, this is what happened. And C is like, who are you? I don't want to hear anything from you. You're, an, you're a trainee. And she's like, I actually have information I'm trying to share with you about yeah. these creatures.
1: He's just an arrogant shit. He doesn't yeah. want to hear anything, especially because they're standing in front of the boss, Liam Neeson. Well, that's so- when they go
0: back. They go back after this, mm-hmm. and they get yeah. reprimanded from Liam Neeson, who's... They're pretty much thinking about wiping his mind. Now we see that there's two paintings on the wall, and uh, M is seeing them. First is the first movie; it's uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones's character painted fighting off the aliens from the first film, and yeah. saving the universe. Mm-hmm. The second painting is H and Liam Neeson at the Eiffel Tower battling off those creatures. I guess this is a depiction of two times the Men in Black have saved the world, right? uh so she's like huh interesting
1: she's looking at the painting like okay well what happened there yeah
0: she's like trying to figure it out
1: she's basically what we're all thinking yeah
0: they're like ever since h came back from that incident at the eiffel tower he hasn't been the same person Mm -hmm. something happened to him he's different now we find out that they now tell us that they think it's the hive who they beat off
1: yeah, <laughs> you said terrible. beat off. Who
0: they beat off the planet? <laughs> you
1: rat <laughs> uh, at
0: the Eiffel Tower and saved the world from fighting an alien species named the Hive. Mm-hmm. And they said these aliens must be the Hive.
1: Yeah, that's the going story that there's the Hive, and they that's they beat them. They beat them. So
0: yeah, and they said that this new species must be the Hive, and they must be looking for something specific, mm-hmm. and they might be trying to start a war. And they said, well. The interesting thing about the hive is they take over your body, and they look like people. They can look like people, but they take them over, and they're actually this evil species. Hint, hint.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: wonder where this is going. Mm-hmm. It's not not hard. Not rocket science. So they start trying to come up with a plan. Like, okay, we're going to give you another chance. You know, we have to find out what's going on. Now, M says, I think there's a mole in the organization because a lot of things like how would they know that we were going for the prince Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how would they know what what did they need who knew that we were doing this now that's this is stupid because the aliens would have went for him regardless the prince they were going for him regardless it had nothing to do with the men in black but she's automatically assuming there's a mole someone told them that we were going for them yeah and they showed up who knows that we went well, everybody who was in this room, she's like, well, there might be a mole in the MI, in, you know, Men in Black. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's interesting. Find more information. Don't tell anybody. You work with C, M, and H, you know, he's basically like you're off the case. C and M are going to run this and see if they can find out who the mole is. But, of course, H is like bullcrap. So he gets M. He, she has some kind of like liquid in a vial that she collected. Yeah. And she's trying to um, figure it out. H talks C into, he tricks him into saying that I'm still in the case and he she he wants me to team up with M to do something. And it's a lie, but C just falls for it like an idiot. Yep. And Hemsworth grabs the vial that she's working on and he just opens it and smells it and says, I know what this is and I know where they find out where, where this comes from. It's in like this place in Morocco or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so they... Do some CG crap with a car. They get there. They get there real quick. Why they need a subway is beyond me. When you can just take these cars, yeah, it's it's so
1: okay. Yeah, that was my one of my problems. It's like okay, you you literally have a flying vehicle. What are you taking this transportation for? Yeah, like you're you're literally taking. An Elevator to get to the Eiffel Tower on the top of the Eiffel Tower, you have a flying vehicle. That's
0: what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, they have like so teleportation weapons, they have they do. grapple like hooks, portal guns. they have like levitating belts. We've seen in some of the other ones. It, it's, yeah. it's baffling. They have so much technology from aliens that they don't need this shit, and they do stuff that constantly questions that. Like, yeah, so they go to this place. And they go to the, uh, they meet a character who's got like uh, a beard that talks. Oh my he's God, it's amazing. He's got an alien amazing. on his, his chin. It's a lie. funny joke.
1: I loved it. I, it was so funny. I did not expect it to happen. But when they went to talk to him, he's like building a motorcycle, which he it's you know It's an alien motorcycle. It's an alien motorcycle. And he's not really supposed to be doing that in public. But he's. they start talking to him, and out of nowhere, the little creature Comes out of his beard. And the thing is, at first I thought that it was coming out of his beard, like it was hiding in there. But it actually is his physical beard. He has beard hair as his body, like on his body. Yeah, the creature
0: pretends to be a beard on this guy.
1: It's hysterical. I loved it. I I thought it was really funny.
0: Yeah, it's weird. They're fighting and they they think that H is dead. They're like, how are you alive? We thought you died. And Mm -hmm. he's like, why didn't you think that? And he's like, well, that's what we heard. So they go... They basically get information from this guy, and they go to the place that those two aliens went, which is the antique shop. Yeah. And when they get there, they find the antique dealer melted on the floor. He's
1: liquefied.
0: And Tessa uh, M, uh, yeah, she she kicks up the, the switch on the floor, and it opens the door on the wall, and they go into that room, and they see the chessboard with all the aliens have been killed.
1: I was so sad because they were so cute. The little, um, the little queen and, and all her, like, little rooks and yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the pawn, and Kamal Nanjiani, again, is the only one alive. And we get some comical banter from him saying, like, oh, you know, I'm going to kill myself because uh, I survived the fight. And uh, he doesn't give them any information nope. about who they are, who killed them, why they killed them, nope. why... Why the guy on the front desk is liquefied, which would make us assume that those two aliens that liquefy people
1: Mm
0: -hmm. killed him? But they went back there and asked for their help. Yeah. Why would they instantly kill them? And then why aren't the chess piece aliens melted?
1: Yeah. Well, they're so little. But I I mean, we don't even know how they died. They They were so tiny.
0: They don't have any wounds. They're just dead.
1: Right. No wounds. And And that's what I'm saying. How did they die? So like... Kamal Nanjiani's little booger he is tiny enough to fit in Tessa Thompson's front pocket yeah. that's how tiny he is um he's so cute I'm not gonna lie the, the movie wants adorable. you
0: desperately to love this character as cute as hell and you fell for it you're I did. In, you're in oh board.
1: Oh, five seconds after I saw him I'm like oh my god he's yeah, so cute. yeah
0: he's that character that you're kind of like oh he's adorable mm-hmm. uh He's also just like comic relief to break tension from every sequence.
1: One thousand percent he's
0: he, comic relief. He is what I think is a huge problem throughout the film. Oh. I, I know that like <laughs> yes, no, I agree with you that he's cute and he's funny. He's
1: adorable.
0: But he also brings a lot of questions to a lot of sequences and a lot of things happen and it's baffling. And I have a lot of thoughts on it. But what what happens here is he threatens to kill himself because he's failed. And he's only joking. He's not really going to hurt himself. And they talk him into saying that M is a queen and that he could follow a new queen. Mm -hmm. So he pledges his loyalty to her and joins their cause. He doesn't bring any questions or answers to the table. He doesn't tell us about who the aliens were, who killed them, why they killed them, what happened. (laughs) We don't find out anything.
1: He's like not helpful at all. (laughs)
0: Pointless. This entire sequence is pointless. It is. And the whole thing that happens here, we now find out, like, the and men in black have figured out from security cameras, or well, C has, that te- the M was given that that crystal, the everlasting gobstop from the alien. It looks like a, alien.
1: a fused magic die. You know, yeah, like Magic like a, the Gathering like crystal, or something? like crystal,
0: a crystallized ball of some sort. It's like purple glowing crystallized like
1: a, thing. Like a gaming die. Like yeah. To me, it looks the like gathering. the everlasting
0: gobstop, yeah. but, but purple and
1: it's lost my nerd cred <laughs> um
0: we've well, lost it so many times before um, so the the cameras zoom in on it and they see he was she was given something she's lying and she's the mole they think mm-hmm. so or h is the mole they don't trust them right. so see basically Liam. um uh, uh what's his name Liam Neeson? Uh, Liam Neeson, thank you. Lee, I was going to say Leslie Thompson. I don't know why I was going to say that. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> Liam Neeson shows up and he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, this is what's happening. You you failed. You let them go. You had them. You knew something was wrong and you let this happen. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, all right, you're right. Take them down and bring them here. Don't kill. Don't hurt them. I want to talk to them. Yep. And he's like, do the operation.
1: Well, you could tell there that he kind of... There's some kind of feelings. He, he does care about Chris Unsworth. Yeah,
0: he goes up to his office and secretly yeah. calls him and gives him a heads up. They're coming for yes. you. So the men in black show up and H steals that bearded guy's motorcycle. And we get a CGI... Just a, a mess. They, the
1: motorcycle scene was so over the top. Like we didn't need it. Like that's how they make their great escape out of Morocco with this motorcycle.
0: Well, you want to talk about the fact that they, they're, everybody sees this entire, the entire country of Morocco. Yeah. Like, you know, and and there's that and, country.
1: And, and Yeah. T- Tessa is, Tessa <laughs> is like, um, flashy thinking everybody, um, as they're going by, but like there, it, it's, literally everybody yeah the entire town
0: is seeing them and and they can't fly they start flashing some people but then they just start flying away and they can't flash those people so it doesn't make any damn sense yeah it's so weird and they fly through and it's just so cgi it's just so messy and of course the character that she has taken on as a ward is named Pawnee (laughs) He yes, is. He's
1: a pawn. He's a
0: pawn. He doesn't have a name. They call he's a pawn, and so they name. She named him Pawnee. Pawnee is just. Whenever the movie feels like it's lacking in something, it feels like Pawnee now suddenly appears. Yes. He, he pops completely out of the disappears yeah. throughout this film, and the CGI on him is very, very bizarre. There are scenes where his the bottom of his feet you can see it looks like he's floating. Doesn't look like he's actually touching the ground. There's a lot of messy stuff with him. But they they desperately hope you're going to stare at his eyes because they're these giant pouty yeah, eyes. Yeah, and you know what?
1: They got me. They totally yep. you're got w- me. You were
0: watching it. I, I was, was staring at the at animation his eyes. because my eyes wander a little bit. When, yeah. when I see characters like this, if they don't instantly make sense for the plot and they're not endearing and they're not set up in a way, I automatically start drifting from that character. And this movie did that heavily because his character doesn't make sense. Why we even have him in the movie everything that happens with him does well, we
1: know why does nothing he's comic relief
0: yeah but still him being involved usually you want comic relief to be set up yeah established why he's on the team what here it's forced into the movie it is it, yeah it's, and you like we
1: just don't you don't need it
0: i can't, can't i can't stop ha- asking why these two aliens ever asked for their help yeah and i i why have the aliens went to these pawns and said kill somebody from them the now Pawning can't do a damn thing. No, he's so he's why, like an inch tall. Yeah, I know. But why would two alien, cosmic aliens that can melt people ever go to them for help?
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They, it doesn't they, make any sense. They, Pawning like character all dead. can't do anything. Yeah, it, it's just, it makes no sense.
0: It, it doesn't make any sense. And so he's just in the movie. And I cannot, I know the movie wanted to like, oh, trick me with its like cuteness. But I couldn't stop like, fading off every time. Because I was like, what? I, I understand. It's Kamal Nanjiani doing Kamal Nanjiani bits from his stand-up. Yeah. And he's being funny. And I, I get it. But it just was like, all right. You know, can we get to a plot? Is there a purpose? Because I already feel like I already know what the plot
1: yeah, is. Yeah, we kind of figured it out already. Like, at this point in the movie, we kind of already knew. It
0: seems, like I said, when a movie jumps away, you know something has happened. So there's only two people in that scene. Yeah. And it's like, well, obviously. Okay, well,
1: obviously something. And so, so and yeah. also,
0: we're established an alien race that can take over people's bodies. So it's not fucking rocket science, right? Right. So, so they basically transport. It turns out, of course, this motorcycle has warp speed technology of some sort. Yeah. They hit a button. It's supposed to be funny. They beam out in the middle of a, of a desert and they crash.
1: So the motorcycle's all jacked up. Um, so they have to stay out there and f- try and fix it. But the, um, the little rock, the little, not um, Magic the Gathering die. She shares <laughs> it with
0: H. She, has, she, she tells, she him about
1: tells them all about it, which she should have done in the beginning. She's just holding on well, to it. Well, she didn't
0: trust them because they said mm-hmm. something was wrong.
1: Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. but um, so I don't she,
0: know why she trusts them now, though.
1: She, I don't know. I guess she has no choice. But she tells them all about the, the rock, and then she presses, like, whatever. There's, like, a button on the side of it, and it turns into some huge it looks like a it looks like the portal, portal gun. gun um
0: she says this is funny like, shit. what she says it has some kind of um i'm trying to think of the scientific words she says but virtually she says it's like it has the power of um uh like a neutron bomb i i know I'm, I'm saying that from yes. that Captain America episode, yeah yeah but the neutron bomb
1: <laughs> like that she's yeah. like
0: oh it it says here that it looks like the power levels are like three neutron bombs or something like that and he's like what does that mean
1: yeah and i was like what like suddenly she knows how to use this tech
0: yeah well she figures she's remember now she was set up as a very smart scientific person who can hack into the hubble telescope and now suddenly that that disappeared until (laughs) it needs to happen again i would also point out again there's a game you can play Point. Uh, watch for when Pawnee completely disappears from shots that he was standing in a second oh, ago. Oh, I know. He is there in That's one scene. Bad.
1: That happens a lot. You,
0: you missed it because you were looking at the rock on the sand. Yeah. But uh, Pawnee is hovering and he's moving without the sand. Like he's moving. It looks like he's slipping he's down the sand. He's gliding from the shot. It is very bad. And then I noticed the next shot, he's gone. Uh, one shot, he's on a motorcycle. Then he's gone again. If you, you keep watching, you can constantly see him disappear. Yeah,
1: and they use the same long shot, so you're supposed to be seeing him yes, sitting there, and but he's, he's not there, not there.
0: Uh It's, it's it so happens a odd. lot.
1: And it's really a flub. It, it's a flub, mm-hmm. and
0: it made me question yeah. if he was stuck in last minute, because like the, it it almost felt like the movie they were told you need something because the movie's lacking somewhere, and they they forced in a character. Yeah and because then like
1: film those scenes at the uh, at the end. I think I feel like they did order. reshoots and they yeah. put it
0: in and then so scenes were like they added in scenes of him talking to Pawnee. I know. Because I
1: feel like that too and I want to read all the trivia. There's tons of it on IMDb. I'm sure there's a lot of weird trivia. So much. Uh
0: and I if I, I I'm just guessing here but it seems like he was a reshot thing that they tried to add humor into the movie and they did it last minute. Yeah. Because you can see that is rushed animation going on. And you can also, like I said, he disappears from a lot of the plot and he's very unnecessary
1: to the plot. I also agree with you. I, th- I feel like it was just tossed in at the last minute. Yeah,
0: which is odd because at the end, he kind of comes in. He's important in the last minute, but it's not that important. But um, so, yeah, they she has this portal gun and they're like, well, we're in the desert. You could test it here. Now, she shoots this thing. It blows Somehow she shoots it straight, but it blows into the ground and makes a giant.
1: Ca- I mean, ca- it's like, it's, a, it's a chasm. Yes. It, it makes a hole so big. Like, I mean, he, bigger than the Grand Canyon. Yeah, they're standing thing. on a desert. Yeah. They're standing it, in sand. It, it would have just caved in. It would have
0: caved in. They would have been slipping and sliding. They would have caused a natural disaster. And nothing happens. And That's actually like- in the next shot, it's gone. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's gone. At night, they're sitting there trying to fix the motorcycle. There they is no. Yeah, there you is can't no see the whole problem
1: anymore. At all, it's it's yeah. fine. Like this, it's like the CG team just uh, went on a freaking break yeah. or something. It's just weird. Um,
0: it's be, it's baffling. And so they they they're arguing. It's really stupid. He basically tells her that he was in love with a woman, and that she broke his heart. And it turned out she was actually an arms dealer. And she and by the way. It's a joke, guys. It's a stupid, stupid yeah, joke. Yeah, it she's is. She's an arms dealer because she has multiple arms. She has
1: multiple arms and she's, get it, an arms dealer. <laughs>
0: so dumb. I don't. Oh you didn't God. even pick it up until just now, huh?
1: No, but I have a really... No, I got it. But I got to tell you, this piece of trivia is amazing and it will totally clarify everything that you are upset about. So visual effects expert Rick Baker, who had worked on the Men in Black film franchise... Had retired in 2014, he expressed interest in working on this film. If they had hired Rick Baker, it might have been a different situation because there wouldn't have been so much stank-ass CGI.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to point this out. Uh, Pawnee is a very, it's, it's Groot. It's Groot's eyeballs and Groot's head shape, but they put an acorn on his head. It looks just like Groot. That's it's, probably
1: why I think it's cute. Yes. It's
0: trying so hard to be baby Groot. <clears throat> yeah. It is embarrassing. It's it's very obvious that they're trying so hard. Um Yeah, so they, they're, they're she he basically says, Oh, he was in love and he was he got hurt and that's why he's changed and he's sick and tired of everybody telling him he's different. Or he's changed. And he's like, Yeah, I, I had something I went through something. Now even Pawnee knows who his ex-girlfriend is. She's a savage uh, arms dealer and he's like I didn't know at the time. That I felt like I was betrayed when I found out. And she, that's when Tess uh M is like I don't believe in love. And he's like you've never loved in your life and she's like no. And you, you know what's crazy? We didn't talk about this too is we were told when she gets the in the opening of the movie she has parents. And yes. it's only 20 years. And the parents have disappeared, and she said yeah, she has so no attachments, she's like at no family.
1: Maybe she's 28 at this point? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, never has even mentioned what happened to her two parents established in a funny opening scene.
1: Nope. Never mentioned that at all. And also, when you're in The Men in Black, you're supposed to completely remove yourself from all like attachments, period. Yeah. So, Chris Hemsworth going in there, falling in love with an alien like does that well on I mean, the job it's yeah, your old seems... life
0: i think you're supposed to get rid of your old life but yes uh, i would also say that this movie kind of contradicts a lot of things set up in men in black the original yeah. three movies because uh, tom lee jones's character basically started men in black yeah with rip torn because they helped that one alien the first alien contact the earth had but this movie tells us that's not true that there was another guy who way back in the day started the organization? I think it's someone famous. Like they're basically saying he was a, a Men in Black agent. I don't remember who the person was. I wasn't. I'm not sure who it was, but that contradicts the entire story of Men in Black about how the alien in a, well, what is it that. Uh, that famous uh, spaceship thing in the first movie. Remember? It's like that. It's like a.
1: Oh, the World's Fair.
0: Yeah, the World's Fair is an actual spaceship. (laughs) Yeah. And how they came to Earth and how he friended them. And it was like a princess and he fell in love, but he couldn't have the attachment. Right? Yeah. That was like the whole plot. This movie literally undermines all of that and says it's not, basically not true, which is weird. Uh, So the same goes for uh, going forward. You're saying the attachment thing. I think you kill your old life and you can have the new life with like meeting people. Yeah. I can't imagine no no one's allowed to love each other in the organization. It's strange.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the I mean, I don't know, how's that work? We just haven't seen it yet, I guess, between two um MIB agents, you know?
0: Yeah, cuz everybody's fallen in love. Do you yeah. want to clear your throat, babe? Can you do it?
1: <clears throat> you don't have to lean into the mic to do it though. So no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I had a little bit there. But yeah. i'm good so you're you doing out. it you'll, during uh, you'll cut that out okay sorry obviously um because uh, you
0: were doing it during the conversation you kept clearing your throat
1: i'm sorry i'm trying
0: i know just tell me when you need yeah. to do it we'll pause
1: okay so
0: so yeah, yeah uh they basically uh they have this conversation they fix the bike they figure it out they fly out of there oh well i'm sorry i forgot to mention this uh for some reason he puts the the everlasting starber down on the motorcycle and it turns out that their water bottle has the beard alien hiding in it and he steals the he steals the 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 gun technology the everlasting observer and has a jetpack and he flies off.
1: Yeah, he was hiding in the water bottle. Yeah,
0: Pawnee doesn't stop him. He can fight him cuz he's the same size as him. Yeah, he doesn't no, do anything. Nothing, nothing. Pawnee's just like whoops.
1: Yeah, Pawnee's just he just does nothing. Yeah. He's just a, a, he really is a useless character. He just adds comic relief here and there but yeah. Uh, that's it. So the beard flies away. The beard, the beard flies away,
0: <laughs> and t- and uh, M says something stupid like, "I knew that beard. Uh, I knew that water tastes like beard."
1: Yeah, they uh, drank like, out of the water bottle, and he was in joke? there. Like, okay, that's first of all.
0: Oh, what a weird joke.
1: It is a weird, it's a weird joke, especially since they took like the most powerful thing from you. He just took the most powerful. Yeah, this is a planet killer weapon. Yes, and and you're making a joke. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, she doesn't even seem upset about it. I mean, I'm getting, like, zero emotion out of these characters at all. It's so bizarre. Yeah. So, so
0: guess what? What a shock. That beard alien is going to sell it to the arms dealer. So oh. they're like, I bet I know who has the weapon. It's my ex-girlfriend. We're going to have to go see her. So they get they get uh, the motorcycle working. They fly. And then they set up that, for some reason, instead of flying to the island on the motorcycle, he gets a boat and sails in
1: it's it's a bit you know okay first of all there's in you know in his defense there are um like cannons like laser cannons you know kind of guarding the island guarding the the big palace that she lives in so if he flew in he'd be probably shot on sight well because he's in a boat waving a handkerchief yeah he was waving a handkerchief a white handkerchief okay when you wave a white handkerchief that means i surrender yeah so he couldn't be waving that from the motorcycle because you know you have to take a boat to get there because there's a dock. So you, he needed to take the boat because you can't dock the motorcycle that flies on the dock where the boats go, Scott. Okay, so get that in your head. That I got it. Was, it. That I'm making such it. sense out of this. Oh for yeah. You, for oh, you. yes. Okay.
0: It's got warp speed technology. Mm, it could does. have beamed in, and they could have just broke in, or yeah. they could have used some kind of device to sneak in. Nope. Do yeah, you want to clear your throat?
1: No, I'm good. But the boat looks the boat looks so much nicer, you know, because Chris Hemsworth, you know, see, he has changed his clothing. Yes. So now he's wearing Yacht Rock clothes, yep. And he, he has, like, pink trousers. Yeah, an unbuttoned shirt. Like, a halfway and... unbuttoned shirt. Like, he just stepped aye, off aye. of, like, you know, a, a big, like, Leonardo DiCaprio yacht. You know, and he's just come from a celebrity party and he just has some loafers on. He needed to have that outfit, you know, so he looks, you know, more Chris Hemsworthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the explanation. That's so, all you need to know.
0: <laughs> so his royal plan is to drive a boat in with M hiding in the back. No one searches any boats, by the way. You can just no. do it so easy. No And to give his ex girlfriend the arms dealer, a jar with Pawnee in it as a present.
1: Yeah, this is their plan. That's and then the plan. so
0: Pawnee can sneak out. Yep. And what? why? Yeah, who knows? Uh.
1: He's just a little distraction. This, I guess he was supposed to be like a distraction for her.
0: It turns out that his ex girlfriend is played by Rebecca Ferguson, uh, who is, a, I think, a fantastic actress.
1: Oh, I like her too. Uh, She's yeah. Rose the Hat in uh, Dr. Dr. Sleep. Sleep.
0: Yeah, that's the one you're going to, yeah, there's a lot of things. She's in, she's in tons yeah. of stuff. And she's great. And uh, I didn't recognize her at first because she has this weird hair. She's like Sia.
1: Oh, yeah, she looks like Sia went to like a, a painting party. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird.
0: Uh, it's it's odd. And she's she hates H. She hates him. And she literally is like trying to kill him. And she doesn't want him there. They could have shot him on site. I have no idea why they let him even on the island. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. The she, cannons, the laser cannons could have killed him. Yeah,
0: she's not she's into Pawnee though. She likes her little pawnee jar. Yeah,
1: cause he's cute.
0: Uh and she has a bodyguard, a big guy. It's a monster in a white like suit.
1: Okay, first of all, you do know that his name is Luca Brassi. Is it? Yes. They said that? It's in the trivia. His I don't name, remember them saying it. His his name is Luca Brazzi, as in oh, the godfather sleeping with the fishes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don Colleone, I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. On the day
0: of your daughter's wedding, and I hope that their first child be a masculine child. I pledge my ever-ending loyalty for your daughter's bridal purse. Thank you, Luca. My most valued friend. Don Calone, I'm going to leave you now because
1: I know you are busy. Thank you. It's him, Luca Brasi. Well,
0: okay, so he's the bodyguard, and he beats the living crap out of uh, H. And at the same time, Pawnee is cutting open his jar and he cuts himself a perfect outline of his body. So he
1: can (laughs) can get out.
0: (laughs) At the same time, M is sneaking onto the base and she does have the everlasting gobstopper that they need. And they call it the box. By the way, which was odd because it's not even shaped like a box. I don't know why they called it that, but it's called the box.
1: I I think I looked over at you at one point. I was like, okay, I'm not even going to ask. Yeah, it's
0: just weird. Uh, So they get in and they have a whole fight. And basically H just keeps getting his ass kicked. And perfectly, basically uh, M and uh, the ex-girlfriend Rebecca Ferguson have a huge fight. They have a showdown. She beats her by tying her up to this thing and it pulls her down to the thing and she punches her out. Uh, and then they're about to get killed and then she realizes the alien that she was, when she was a child is the bodyguard. It's
1: Luca Bratzi.
0: It just so happens to be her. It's him.
1: the little fuzzy thing that she saw in her room all grown up.
0: And she <laughs> says the thing that the alien said to her because she helped that alien get away in the opening, mm-hmm. and she, the alien said some crazy alien language to her,
1: and she remembered it word and for she word. She says it
0: to that creature. She says it word for word, and the creature stops and is like, "What did you just say?" And she goes, "Oh my God, are you the creature? Like, are you blah blah blah?" She blah?
1: says the name of the alien species, but I don't remember what it was.
0: Yeah, I I thought she said his name because I, I whatever, and she he said, "How did you?" Know? And she, he's like, "Molly." and she's like "yes is that you?" and he's like she's like "you grown up? well i have too." and he now turns his gun on on his boss his boss and she says "what was that what was it called? what what was it what was the what was the thing i'm saying to you? what does it mean?" and he goes "um in the, if i when i see you again i'll kill someone terribly for you." <laughs> and then she's like "well you don't have to kill her." Uh, but it, you can hold her hostage for a little bit for a minute. Yeah,
1: it was funny. I was like, oh my god, this is the dumbest thing to ever happen in a movie. But yeah. it was just funny. Like It just so happens. So, and his name is Luca Brazzi. I okay, can't get over yeah, it. Yeah, so
0: Luca Brazzi holds uh, Rebecca Ferguson gunpoint. And they get to go to the island with the box weapon, Pawnee. They're all together. Pawnee... By the way, any time that the, the box weapon is the same is smaller than Pawnee, mm-hmm. so it rolls on the floor, you keep wondering why isn't Pawnee grabbing. Why
1: doesn't he do anything to help? Him?
0: Pawnee doesn't do anything. He just keeps jumping at the character saying, I'll help you, Queen and he never does anything. No,
1: and you know, he always just keeps getting you know, he, he's missing from the shots. It's yeah. like they, they are trying to minimize him because they don't want to pay for extra seats. <laughs> he keeps
0: running out. It, it it's just so odd. Like you keep thinking, grab the friggin' weapon, man. I'm like
1: you need to be a little bit more useful, little shit. I mean he he's doesn't, cute, he's pointless. but he's point he's pointless. He uh, really is.
0: And of course they go out to the they go outside, but they're on a cliff for some reason. Yep. And they're standing on but the they're cliff. On an
1: island, it's an island. But why do they go to that why do they go the go
0: to the cliff? end
1: of the cliff instead of going to the dock? Where the boat is.
0: And guess what? Because it's movie, the two cosmic aliens show up to kill them. Uh, Turbo and Ozone show up <laughs> to kill them. And now, why haven't they killed and got this weapon already? They're obviously going for the box now we're finding out.
1: Yep. Why
0: couldn't they kill Rebecca Ferguson's character and gotten it earlier? Right. Instead, they somehow showed up exactly at this time.
1: Yes because movie
0: because movie because
1: guess what
0: well they uh, they power up the weapon the box and they aim it at them to kill them and they're basically like, staring at them like oh crap and just as they're about to say something they get shot from all angles by these lasers
1: by the MIB
0: they're surrounding them the men, on bl- men in black and makes the aliens explode and yep. they're killed,
1: and that's it. Bye, bye, pop, and lock. And
0: it turns out that it was Liam Neeson who's like, "You were right. I figured it out. We figured out the frequency to kill them, so we didn't have to worry about them." And he's like, "You, we did it. We saved the day." Now I, I'm sitting there looking at you like, "That's the plot of this movie? Like, how convenient? There's got to be more to it." There. And I was like wondering if they're setting up for another one because it doesn't feel like there's any time left right that was a big thing we we, we actually paused at one point we're like we're, all, we're yeah, almost we, done we
1: were 51 minutes in and we're like okay nothing has happened really yeah,
0: it's just speeding through and i was like yeah why are they and they're like you guys saved the world and i was like they really didn't do anything they just got a, a this weapon
1: now the weapon can be contained because it's a destroyer
0: yeah. of world so they go back to men in, the men in black headquarters they lock it up they all cheer for them that they save the day uh and Liam Neeson says something that he wouldn't know to M.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she just is like, that's weird. But yeah. she doesn't even question it. And he walks off smiling. They lock up the weapon. This will be kept in safekeeping so no other species can have it. You know, it's dangerous and we'll keep it. Make sure it's out of their hands. And they're like the hive, which were those two. That's what they killed. The creatures they killed. That's what they say. The, the hive won't get it now like they wanted. And then H goes over to see. And she's like, you know, I keep going after you because you just keep escaping things. Like what are? And then they both say they look at each other and Hemsworth and him both say, "What are the odds?"
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: Hemsworth is like, "That's interesting." So yeah. he walks off. He goes to M and her. M walks up to him, and she's like, "Something seems." And he's like, "Something seemed off, right?" And she's he's like, "Something's wrong." And she's like, "Where's the weapon?" So they run over. And they see that the weapon is now missing from the the box. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, the woman who was given the weapon is like, I can't give it to you. And they're like, Why not? I'm the, the, the acting in charge on this case. And she's like, Because. And she opens up the case. She thinks she would have just send an alert that the weapon has gone missing? Yeah. She just nonchalantly says it's gone.
1: No. She, she doesn't say who took it. She can't say who took it because that's movie at the end. I guess so. Think about so it. So
0: they now know. That Liam Neeson seems to be the villain,
1: mm-hmm. and they're like, "That
0: can't be something. Something's wrong. Something happened. There's no way he would turn on us." So they go, and then basically, Seat comes over and says, "It it was Liam Neeson, right? Something's wrong." And she he's like, "I knew something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. He he hasn't been acting the same."
1: And he knew things he couldn't have known. Yeah,
0: and and they said, "You're right." And he's they're like, "Let's go stop him." He we found him on the map, and he's going to the Eiffel Tower. And, and uh, H says, no, C, stay here because if he is a bad guy, it, this will destroy Men in Black. Mm-hmm. And if it comes down to that, he is a bad guy, tell everybody it was me instead. I, I it would. Everybody would believe it if it was me. No one would believe it if it was him. And he's like, see, you have to stay here and make sure everything goes right. We have to take care of the organization first. So he's like, Okay, and you can tell that C is now like, dude, you're much better than I ever thought you were, but he's not saying it out loud, of course. So C stays behind, M and H run to the Eiffel Tower, and of course, they're in a jet car, but they park and they take the elevator. (laughs) It's so stupid, and of course, of course. You just wanted
1: the scenic view. You
0: might be wondering, where's Pawnee been for this whole movie? Well, he just pops out of her pocket now. He's he's got something to say.
1: He was asleep. He was hanging out. You
0: know, pick. I said to you at the end of this movie, Pawnee's going to be a, a men in black and he's going to have a little oh suit. My God. And you were like, please, God, I let this like, happen. Please let it and I said suit. to you, they they have to do this. It would be stupid not to. Well, we were wrong. It never happened. Yeah, which they never sucks.
1: gave Pawnee a suit. Uh, Boo. Even Boo. what happens with
0: Pawnee is so throwaway. Uh, so they, they take the elevator and they have a little chat and they figure out that the reason that Hemsworth is never talking about and why he's so different is because he's had his mind erased, and then he never really beat the Hive at the Eiffel Tower. That his mind was erased, and he was told that he beat them.
1: Yeah, by Liam Neeson. But he doesn't
0: remember any of it, so he can't even talk about it.
1: Liam Neeson put, fed him a memory after he flashy-thinged him, um, yeah. because Liam Neeson was... Dun, 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 the Hive. The Hive.
0: So, secretly, Liam Neeson was taken over, and he is the Hive. and Well, he is the, one of the Hive. And those two pop and lock and aliens were actually good guys. Yeah, they
1: were good and guys. And they were trying
0: to get the weapon because their planet was under attack from the hive and they wanted to kill the hive with the weapon. Yep.
1: And, then and they, they were, they were got actually liquidated. trying to save.
0: And so, hey, movie, why can't you have your fucking aliens talk to people? Right. Why couldn't they just come up and say, hey, man in black, the hive is, um, we need this weapon to stop the hive. They're about to kill our planet.
1: Yeah, well, because then the movie wouldn't have happened.
0: Exactly. And and it's just and when you looked at the movie, the whole movie falls apart apart in this this plot because it doesn't make any sense. No. And it's just because movie that things keep happening. So they go, they have a battle, uh Liam Neeson turns into a giant monster, which actually looks cool, although it's CG heavy. It looks kind of neat.
1: It's actually the best CG I've seen in the movie.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um uh,
1: because everything else was trash.
0: They gate they, they get knocked around agent they're dead they keep getting thrown through pipes they're like dead oh yeah but they're they're fine uh m is not a superhero she's just fine every time she gets thrown and Pawnee shows up again and goes oh matt uh, a queen and he just jumps at her and does nothing yeah like who knows right and she's laying on the floor and H h says i know that my boss is in there i know he's in there i'm gonna try to talk him out of it uh they try to get the the right. He's like talking to him, you know, like you're a father to me and all this stuff. And it starts getting him out of him, and mm-hmm. Liam Neeson starts coming out of the hive and like, age.
1: Yeah, easing you know? up on him a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: a little bit enough to, to have Emma Thompson,
1: Tessa Thompson, Tessa
0: Thompson, M, jump at him. That's why I keep saying M and Emma. I keep getting screwed up. Yeah, uh, M jumps at and gets smacked into the portal that they're opening. They're opening up a portal to let the Hive come through to take over Earth. Yep. And uh, she gets knocked into the portal and goes flying through the portal. And at that same time, Pawnee finally jumps in and uses a grappling hook. Now, the (laughs) grappling hook is virtually a small little, like...
1: It's a tiny microscopic grappling hook. And so he, he like, shoots it at her and puts it around her wrist. And tries to grab her out of the portal. And so he takes another grappling hook out of his other belt. And he shoots it out of the portal back to where Liam Neeson was. And he jetpacks her through. through. He's got a
0: jetpack now. He's got a jetpack and two grappling hooks that came out of nowhere that could have been used this entire movie to help.
1: He's literally the size of a booger. Yeah, And he's pulling this Full size grown yeah, woman. He's
0: basically the size of your palm, right? And it it's so friggin' stupid. He and can it's pull just it through like
1: through with a jetpack, a tiny, w- tiny jetpack. And where
0: was his grappling hook going uh, inside the portal, like outside the portal where Liam Neeson's fighting? Where where is it, doesn't it hooking? Matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't just hooks matter. somewhere and pulls her through, it, somehow. It could
1: have hooked on Liam Neeson's ear. Yeah, for yeah, all yeah who knows? I mean,
0: well, he throws her through. She's able to grab the divide, the the box. And she shoots not only Liam Neeson alien and obliterates him, but also shoots through the portal and kills the hive.
1: Yes, and they explode, yeah. and that's the end of the hive.
0: Apparently, I mean, at least the hive that were in the portal. I don't think it kills their planet. I don't really oh, know.
1: God,
0: uh, if it decimated a planet, it could have killed a galaxy. I, I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But we're um, just
1: gonna say that they were in there, so they just got obliterated.
0: Yeah. The uh, the federation would not like this no, kind the, of oh
1: uh, my god captain kirk no he would not
0: <laughs> well captain kirk might have
1: you know captain kirk uh, is a, he's been a little questionable but you know yeah, what he picard would not, picard would not, would like not put up with this he would not
0: this is some uh next level federation 1987
1: rule broken. picard would have lost all his shit
0: You <laughs> would have faced palm and had some earl gray um some <laughs> some earl, earl gray Grey
1: with some freaking whiskey in it because let me tell you
0: well so yeah they saved the day. They beat the uh, the creatures. They take the elevator back down. And uh, Emma Thompson is waiting for them. And she knew all along that Liam Neeson was a bad guy. Ew. And that's why she sent M there.
1: Yeah. Bullshit. Like, okay. Well, that's just the biggest load of crap she you've says, ever handed an audience. Yeah,
0: I haven't trusted London branch for a long time. And I didn't know why.
1: Oh, yeah. So you put a rookie in there? Yeah, and you, you just the- threw okay. a, a
0: new recruit at it.
1: Who knows nothing about anyone that's Wild. there. Nothing about anything. And and she just... This is all part of her plan. I'm like, oh, fuck you, movie. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like, come on.
0: Even worse, she now gives H the London branch as head.
1: Yeah, so now... Never. H, in a million
0: years would it be H, it would be C.
1: It would definitely be C. But...
0: That bothered me.
1: Yeah, but do but do they know... I don't even know if they know that he was flashy-thinged at the Eiffel Tower.
0: It doesn't matter. Because
1: he's not a hero anymore.
0: Like, Before he was taken over by the Hive, Liam Neeson really thought of you as the leader going forward.
1: Okay. And yeah, I was like, so... not
0: once has she, he showed leadership at all.
1: No. No. In not fact, he's
0: bumbled his way through almost every event that happened. He
1: really movie. has. He's taken her to stupid places. He's taken her to a dance club. Yeah.
0: He got, he, he got the prince killed.
1: he got the prince killed. It was just... He's just a, a, a fuck-up. Yeah. So it's like, how not, are you even...
0: Not remote. Oh, I will say that he is a great agent because he was willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And that's cool. And he also was able to talk down Liam Neeson and uh, kind of help save the day. Uh, but c deserves it because c knew all along and he didn't trust any of them and he was actually doing things to try he was a little bastard but he was right and what's good is he should have like h should have said i'm not leadership right now i'm not leadership but i do know who should be and it should be c and i should be his like right hand guy and that would have made sense and M should stay on board because we all work together so well. No. She's like, M's coming back to, with me to New York.
1: Yeah, we're sending M to New York. And we're just going to separate you. And you stay in London. And you're the head of the London branch. And she's going to separate and go to New why, York. Why? Why? I and, don't know. And then, uh, I mean, they've proven that they can work well together. So yeah, why?
0: And he's going to be the leader. And it's like, no, he's good in the field. Right. It doesn't seem like he should be the leader, but C makes sense because he hardly goes into the field. It's very stupid, and it does not it is. feel earned.
1: It's only because and Liam Neeson said he wanted him. But, you know, it, it's just also we're, we're like at the end they make such a big dramatic ordeal about like, oh, I have to go to the New York office. But guess what? You literally have a car that can go through space and time in 30 seconds. You can literally be at Chris Hemsworth in less time it takes for me to drive to 7-Eleven.
0: Well, True. But can I also point out that uh, Emma Thompson sees M and H kind of exchange a glance of some kind of relationship?
1: Yeah, so I think she knows. And she
0: says something like, well, now this is the problem.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. So when you're in the organization, you can't have relationships. It becomes a problem. That's weird. It is. Especially when you have the technology to literally see each other in the blink of an eye.
0: What's with these good guys like the Jedi, too? You can't re romantically involve. Why not?
1: Why? Because it hinders your sensibilities. It's odd. I mean it Holding does someone
0: back from love? But seems yeah. like the evil.
1: Well, yes, but it can hinder hinder your sensibilities if you're out on the field and you know, you're you make poor decisions because you're worried about the person that you're with. You know what I mean? Like okay, if you H
0: like, slept with a bunch of aliens.
1: Well yeah, true. <laughs>
0: That's worse. He's
1: Captain Kirk.
0: Yeah. You know, he's, he, no, he's Riker.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Riker.
0: Riker. Riker don't give a Riker crap.
1: having like, you know, a holiday on Risa.
0: Yeah. If that's there was like a, a buffet. If there was an episode where a toaster became sentient, Riker would fuck that thing.
1: Yeah, he would. Riker's a hoe.
0: It's false. No way. Not this time.
1: <laughs> Love you, Jonathan Frakes.
0: <laughs> it's totally made up. Pure fiction. This penis would be well done. Um, uh, In the toaster.
1: It was a toaster Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> his penis would be toast. Nice. There you go.
0: Crispy. burnt, crisp. Uh, uh, so, uh,
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, so at the end here, even stupider, they decide to separate. And uh, H is going to be the head. And M is going to go back to New York. But she decides to fly with his car for a little bit. And she decides to tell... Pawnee To stay with H.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Because she says, as your queen, you need. I'm, you know, commanding you to you watch know, him. Watch he needs him your help and, and take care of him because he needs you. Pawnee okay, like
0: but, literally helped save the day.
1: Yeah, with, at the, with her at the last minute. But you know what? The thing is that he's not going to be in the field. So why does he need to be watched? True unless they're hinting that they do have some kind of romance thing and she's like, "Uh watch him, you know, like keep an eye on my man. Oh, I see what
0: you're saying. No, I don't think that. I don't think that. But
1: then why would, that doesn't make any sense then, otherwise. You
0: think that she would have stuck with Emma Thompson, oh my God, uh, M, uh, Tessa Thompson, Mm -hmm. because you think that uh, that would be a duo and you think that they would, because Pawnee helped save the universe, that he would be made a Men in Black.
1: Right. Like that's why I was hoping at the end of the movie would see the you know tiny little talking booger in a in a suit in like a men in black suit.
0: Yeah, because they made the dog, the pug, uh, I yeah. can't remember the, the name of the dog. Oh, they the made name? him an MI you know, MIB agent. Yeah, they did. He had the suit.
1: So I don't get it, but it would have been, you know, kind of rewarding for me at the last minute to see him in his little sunglasses and his suit. That would have been so adorable.
0: Yeah, the last scene should have been him wiping somebody
1: yeah, like a flashy thing. And then
0: he could have put the glasses on, and said that I look good, or you know, something yeah, like he funny. could have
1: ended with a funny, a funny
0: She's just like, watch him.
1: Yeah, watch and him. That's, that's the end it. of the movie. It's the end of the movie. I, I feel like okay, Finn, great. Or we got through it. I I feel like there were some like cute, like not I would say funny moments, but like like giggle worthy, you know, moments. Yeah, for you me. Are,
0: you are very into uh, like. Like fangirling it a little bit. You were like, "Oh,
1: ee, that's I fun. mean, that's the, the, the you no, know, it was the creatures. Is the yeah. beard creature was funny? Yeah. I mean, it was just so unexpected and ridiculous. I thought that was funny, and I I liked I liked Pony. I thought he was really cute, and I liked seeing the different aliens. I liked that. You know, like the different... yeah. But
0: I hated how they looked.
1: Yeah, but I just liked the different aliens. But I mean, I I'm I gonna... thought this
0: was the most unoriginal of the aliens ever.
1: In the really, series. yeah.
0: None of them were interesting to me. They they all looked kind of the same, like flatheads, uh amphibian, all, all of them look like fish people. I, no, I I they
1: guess. look like Gungans.
0: They look like the Phantom Menace gungans.
1: Like I love you! Almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I spec The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. <laughs>
0: Terrible. I I didn't like it. Uh I thought the opening thing with uh Tessa Thompson learning about in and, and infiltrating their organization Mm -hmm. was fascinating
1: yeah
0: it's everything else i couldn't care less i thought that it was so obvious that liam neeson was the bad guy
1: that was very obvious i I knew
0: where they were going the whole time i i I thought maybe the movie was going to like uh do something interesting where uh chris hemsworth's character was also hive and he didn't know and then he was maybe battling it and that's why everybody thought he was different and i thought oh they could do something interesting with that yeah. Instead, they had some throwaway thing with uh, Rebecca Ferguson that didn't even mean anything. No, it was it, it was kind of
1: like, a, you know, it was a very long waste of time. They could the have shortened movie. it yeah. with, the, with the fighting, with her and all that, with Rebecca Ferguson. But, um, I mean, overall, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: No, compared to what we've watched recently. Oh, God. The last one we watched, this was like... A breath of fresh air since the last few. Yeah, I well, mean... Uh, Fantastic Four wasn't that bad. Fantastic but...
1: Four wasn't that bad. Yeah. I really actually didn't mind Fantastic Four, to yeah, be honest It's
0: not great, it but wasn't... it wasn't as bad as G-Men from Hell or yeah. uh, the uh, red-brown <laughs> Captain America films. Oh,
1: God. Oh, my God. This yeah. one was
0: like... It was a breath of fresh air in the comic book movies, but still, it's very mediocre.
1: It's mediocre, so that's why I'm giving it a five.
0: It's a five.
1: It's a five, yeah.
0: I, I, I mean... It's Borderland 5, but 5 is perfect. I think 5 is like that movie you're going to forget about. Usually when it's like a 3 or a 4, you're always going to remember like, oh, I saw this really bad thing. Oh, yeah. Or if it's a 6, you're like, all right. Yeah, (laughs) it was okay. But a 5 is like perfectly sums up this film. It's so in the middle that you're just completely like indifferent. Yeah. And so I think that's how I feel.
1: So it turns out that Tessa Thompson's the one that got Kamal Nanjiani the part because she thought he would be funny in the role. So there's that. Yeah, that's how I found out that his name was Luca Brazzi. I read the trivia. Oh, I'm I like, see. oh my god! They never even say. Did, did they really say? Because I think I thought they I said
0: Luca. I thought they said that.
1: I think I they might have said, said Luca. his
0: name because he said Molly, and I thought she said it to him.
1: Oh no, I don't remember them saying Luca. I would have picked up if they said the whole name. I would have been like, what? I, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was all right. You know, it was it's was clearly a five. Yeah. It was not filmed a, terribly. It, the CG was shit, but it wasn't filmed terribly.
0: This is the series, the Men in Black series in a whole. For me, is very mediocre. I, I, it's loved, and I think I know. I think I know why it's so loved. It's, uh, it, it's like that movie that when kids were a certain age, it was like, wow, this is so much fun, and it also had that popular song from it, you know, and uh, it's got a theme park ride and. Yeah, I can understand why the Men in Black movies like are held a little bit for like nostalgia purposes for kids. Yeah,
1: that theme park ride is fun. It I is love it's it. fun. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be
0: updated. It's very stale.
1: Yeah, it but... needs to be updated. Oh wait, real quick. Um, did you, you usually catch these things? You didn't say anything to me when we were watching the movie, but one of the things, um, the trivia is when he reaches for the hammer. And I make a comment, I'm like, oh, look, it's Thor. It it didn't didn't Um, do
0: anything with it to make you even care.
1: Well, you were watching the scene. Did you hear the Avengers theme come up? Did it? They're saying that the Avengers theme came up for a couple of seconds when he picked up the hammer. Didn't catch that at all? No, I didn't either. But I I think I was, because I was talking, I was like, oh my God, Thor, look at the tiny hammer. Yeah, I guess it
0: was supposed to be (laughs) If I was him, I would have been pissed because it's like, this character's defined me. Thor yeah and it kind of sucks he needs to get away from it I feel really bad that it can't but I'm glad I didn't notice it
1: well this is a stupid piece of trivia agent high tea um that's Liam Neeson's character is a pun on high tea a typically English practice of having tea together with someone oh high tea God. I'm like why would you make it that comedic I didn't even pick up on that it's stupid um but yeah uh there's a lot of trivia here i can't even get through all of it it's a lot but yeah
0: yeah so yeah i mean the the whole series as a whole and and it's no different to me this is kind of like the all the other ones because they all mix into one movie i i can't really remember anything about the series so yeah that's another comic book movie that i mean so far it's the best of the bunch which is sad
1: that is sad
0: yeah it really is
1: oh man that makes me sad but yeah i mean it, it was okay so I mean, I'm happy that we watched it. I don't need to watch another Men in Black movie again. Ever.
0: No, I never need it. And that's why we're never going to get a sequel to this. Like, there's no necessary No, we don't
1: reason. need to. Yeah. We don't need to. It'll we're never good. happen. No, we don't need any more of these.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it can die. Yeah. Hopefully it gets rebooted one day and I do something interesting with it.
1: Uh, we don't need a reboot either. Just let it go. I guess
0: you're right. All right.
1: Anyway, yeah, okay. so that's it. That's that's uh, one off the list, I guess, for our comic book month.
0: One off the list again. Yeah. Hopefully the next... No, I don't think they're going to get any better from here.
1: I, I, yeah no yeah. well you know what you asked for this sir you know you I wanted your birthday that. month to be a <laughs> obscure comic book related movie
0: yeah there's only one more i think after and this and that's so.
1: it yeah so you got your wish i mean this is talking trash
0: it is talking trash and we found some trash
1: yep, like we did. we found trash we always uh, find the trash
0: all right everybody thanks for listening have a good one what happened here
1: Oh, we had
0: the best party. Kanye showed up and dropped, like, a whole new album. And it was some of his best work. Look around. We got our asses kicked. Uh (gasps) My queen.